Show me today any business that can live without strong IT infrastructure backbone. Any. Mm-hmm. Show me the business that has no line of business application, technology application that they use every day. Show me the business today that has uh, no cybersecurity needs. Any. Here's the deep dive group. Obviously, there's a lot of there's a lot of negative shit that we can talk about. It's not a fun time in the world right now, but we are seeing examples of companies that are doing amazing innovation, that are pivoting, that are becoming agile. Lots of positive examples. Well, let's hit on a few more positive things here as we as we wind up. What's can you think of something really optimistic that you've seen in the last year? Um, what's the most optimistic you've seen in the world of enterprise innovation? Something that you can say, despite this, uh, this long winter that we're experiencing, despite all the shit, you can look at some example out there and say, you know what, there's great companies that are doing amazing, inspiring work. What comes to mind? I do see like new products on the market, new innovations even though like <laughs> we started this discussion with innovation, I do see this there. Like, so it actually for, for me, indirect message that companies still opening the new, uh, new companies opening the new doors, right? Absolutely. Uh, we try, people try not to stop. People try to adjust. People try to identify the new pain that can be resolved by technology. So we we uh, we do I do see this as a progress and I see this kind of progress uh, quite a lot. Adoption of this pro, uh, of this progress it's another story, but I do see more and more stuff coming to the market. I do see that some companies really do j- different things and adjust it and. Uh, I do, I do hear some companies, and I'm not talking about Twitter and Facebook, Google, Microsoft right. is their big declarations uh, that we're going to work remote, whatever. I'm talking about companies like 500 people company where they say, yeah, we're actually enjoying seeing how we were transforming during the COVID time and the benefits of staying in this mode now, mm. remote work. They started to enjoy the remote work. And, and, of course, different questions were, were raised that they started to ask themselves, okay, what's next now? What should be done differently now? So for me, when I hear those questions, it's really, really, really positive for me. Just lately, like last week, I received an email from one, one big organization in Canada that actually said, uh, it, came, it came from their uh, vice president of technology. And the question was really interesting. He, first of all, I, I was so excited. Uh, he co- uh, the, he contact, the, contacted me directly because of the reference that uh, one of our clients actually uh, did the reference and he uh, approached me. And cool. the, But what was the message? He described what they did 
during the COVID to be, to stay on like on the surface and mm-hmm. keep the lights on and moving forward, how they transformed, what technology they started to use, how they address the remote work, all that stuff. But then he's, uh, he said, I'm not sure if we did it right. Hmm. And we do like the outcome of this, but we are ready to redo it now in the right way because we want to keep in this mode. We like the outcomes. This is really smart, smart dude. Like, I, I, I already like this guy <laughs> because he really did everything what was needed to stay alive. Yeah. Now when he sees that they already not going to die in next month, he thinks, okay, how I improve it and how I do it right. And that's the opposite that we've experienced with some enterprise companies that tell you we don't have any problems, right? We've literally heard enterprises. You're trying to understand how you can help, right? We like to approach everything from discovery. And it's like, no, there's nothing to discover. We're perfect. We have no problems. We handle everything ourselves. We're perfect. It's the opposite of the company that says we did everything. We innovated. We transformed. We pivoted. We were agile. We responded. We like the results, but we're still not sure. And we're ready to start from scratch to try again. That's brilliant. I love that. It's brilliant. But look, a year ago, if I were telling you the story about the meeting with executives, CTO, CIO, who will declare, oh, we have no problems and everything gets tackled by local teams. You probably wouldn't believe to me, right? But when I drag, drag you to the meeting and you were there <laughs> and you saw this and heard this by yourself, now you, you, you know, right, that it's reality. Unfortunately, it's a reality in many cases. Unfortunately. So do you try to, uh, do you still try to pitch to these companies to help them? Or when you hear companies say, we have no problems, do you walk away? What do you do when you hear that? Is it the, they're a waste of time? There's many fish in the ocean? Or do you have a different message? What's your message to the company that says uh, to, 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 the, to our podcast, they come on and say, thanks for the episode, but we don't have problems. What's your message? Uh, go, go check your home again, <laughs> because maybe you live in illusion. Maybe you live in illusion. We are a technology company. We are a group of companies. Internally, even with our infrastructure, even with our, with our processes, with our tools and things that we use, we do have problems that constantly we deal with them. We do something. We're improving something. We're re-evaluating something. We're killing things that don't work. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so it's it's really interesting. Uh, actually, yesterday we had yesterday, Friday, Friday we had a really interesting call. Big company in Europe, trying to build like a, a new company. It's, they start really big right away, and they're trying to build new things, right? new infrastructure, it's quite interesting, big project. And uh, during the conversation, they, they started to ask, okay, we wanna reduce some, some of the costs here and there, and we don't need this. 
particular piece. Right. And my answer was like, my response was quite simple, right? I would say straightforward. So are you telling me that you're going to shut down your infrastructure at weekends? Mm. At night, you're not going to work? I heard at the beginning of the conversation that the business is going to work 24-7. And you don't need uh, support for 24-7? How? How? Yeah. And what? What it gonna if business operates twenty four seven? I am not a financial guy, but for me it means that there is a financial implications why business decided to operate twenty four seven. Sure. So, what what the cost of the downtime of this business that's supposed to operate twenty four seven suddenly not operating twenty four seven? Yeah. So. Response was really, really good. They like, yeah, like we didn't think about this, but you're right. Yeah, absolutely. They didn't argue. They didn't didn't push back. Like it was all good, positive. But again, and it's just the indicator that people don't know what they don't know. They yeah. need someone who will talk about uh, things from a different angle, from different experience, based on the knowledge that he gained during the like similar project somewhere else right so this is why like communication and communication with as many possible external resources is it's better absolutely absolutely um on 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 this topic we're talking about good examples of companies that are doing the right things and that are growing and pivoting and there's a lot of these examples i personally think it's mm -hmm. a good time to be an entrepreneur Anytime that there's Absolutely. a lot of, I agree, I agree with you. Yeah. Anytime there's a lot of pain in the world, anytime that there's a sudden shift in human behavior, for whatever reason, there's a, there's a chance to solve a problem. And that's the green light for entrepreneurship and innovation. It's more of a green light than anything else. That's the, that that's the signal, right? Um, who do you see in terms of the individual people? If we're talking about um, the the business innovation celebrities of the world, who do you see uh, that you can name on this uh, podcast that you're the most inspired by? What they're doing, maybe not just specifically because of COVID, but what they were doing in 2020, what they're doing so far in 2021. I don't want to put ideas in your mind, but uh, maybe you want to say something about Elon Musk and what he's doing with Starlink. I know we were talking about that offline, but do you have one or two entrepreneurs that you're like, do more what this guy is doing, the rest of the world? What's your thought? Uh, you actually already said, like, you know <laughs> that I'm quite a fan of uh, what Elon Musk does and the way he does, right? Um, he thinks outside of the box, right? And he experiments. And uh, and experience with different things, right? Yeah. And uh, I do see that he started to push quite aggressively all the pro uh, Starling, uh, Starlink project, right? So uh, all that stuff, and I see that new regions already get opened for pre-ordering. I had to Google so search what this was. Indicator. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. I forgot what Starlink was, and maybe somebody's listening and isn't sure. But he's essentially got a whole network of satellites up in the sky. He's replacing the telecom services to provide internet across the globe, right? I would say I will expand it, actually. He is provi- going to provide communication services mm. around the globe through satellite. Okay. Don't think small, just internet. Mm, good point. It's a communication service. So when the network will be big enough, okay, and the, the only thing that he's doing now is launching more, more satellites. And yes, they, they announced the new protocol and the new 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 thing that uh, how they're going to connect uh, devices uh, to multiple uh, satellites. Let's put aside the te- technical term, right? Mm-hmm. When, when he will have enough satellites to cover the, the globe, and he is so close to this, who says that I need to pay Roger's bill or Telos bill or any uh, cellular company bill? If I already have a satellite, it's a data plan. Yeah. Who, why I need to have a cable at my place if I can stream Netflix through satellite? Do you see how, how big the shift will happen? Why I need to pay for the fiber optic connection from point A to point B and wait for five years until the telco provider will, will put this cable in the ground if yeah. I can get dedicated point-to-point encrypted tunnel through satellite, this guy is genius. What He's would you going s- to wipe, wipe, wipe out all those telco providers? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cable providers, all that stuff. They need to see really tough times ahead of them. <laughs> they, they're probably going to be the next blockbuster. Interesting point. What would you say is the number one quality of Elon Musk that enterprises, that large enterprises should pay attention to? What can large enterprises learn from Elon Musk? Dream. Dream. Dream, experiment. Do not accept the the word, oh, it's impossible. No, like I hate this word. Yeah. Go fuck, find a way to make it possible. Don't tell me it's impossible. Everything is possible. People learn to, to scuba dive. People learn to be in the sky. People learn to, uh, to be in the space. People learn to fly. Like what's impossible? We learn to build tunnels that going like kilometers under the water in the ground it's impossible what's impossible (laughs) especially if we're talking about something that technology can help right yeah so dream for sure he is a crazy dreamer absolutely he's talking for years about his vision to take people to Mars, right? And 
actually many times it, it's so so interesting like i think we had this discussion with you uh, briefly right um sometimes i heard that people like oh deep dive group does too many things so you guys not focused right i, I heard this pushback oh deep dive group you guys developing stuff you guys dealing with infrastructure with cloud with merging acquisitions Oh, you, you also have a, a cybersecurity uh, company part of the group. Like, you almost everywhere, right? So everybody talks about focus, 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 focus. But focus and seeing the big picture, this is two things that need to be together. Agreed. Do you want to, you wanna, if you really want to see things like this narrow, so yeah, you you really you really focused. So the horse that has uh, the eyes uh, covered this way, <laughs> this horse is really fucking focused. That's it. But when we look on the big picture, show me today any business that can live without strong IT infrastructure backbone. Any. Mm -hmm. Show me the business that has no line of business application, technology application that they use every day. Show me the business today that has uh, no cybersecurity needs. Any. Here's the deep dive group. But let's say we are a small garage company. Let's put it aside. Let's talk, uh, take a look on uh, Elon Musk, right? He does probably like hundreds of things. Sir Richard Branson, he has more than 300 companies. But Musk, if we'll talk about Musk, right? He, everything what he's doing, it's actually something that supplements his vision to take people to Mars. Yeah, one way or another, it's all connected to that that same idea, hey? Cars, right? Tesla, electrical car. We, if, when we will be on Mars, we are not going to use the oil, the gas, <laughs> to move the cars. It's not going to work. Most likely, it's going to be electrical or maybe nuclear or whatever but not on gas. The tunnels, the speed tunnels that he builds for transportation is there. We somehow need to be there, like come from the, from the Earth. Oh, he has SpaceX, <laughs> communication, Starlink. So everything what he's doing actually takes him closer to his dream. And when years ago, his, he first time mentioned his vision, everybody was taking this as a joke. Mm -hmm. Nobody believed. And nobody they took it serious. Yeah, another spoiled billionaire with, with crazy ideas. Yeah, so what? But mm -hmm. take a look now. Everything is there. It's a very Bezos, good point. When he was building Amazon, 
right? Take a look where Amazon was before and Amazon today. And Amazon actually going and starting their own satellite network. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be two <laughs> satellite networks at least. One by uh, Elon Musk, one by Bezos. <laughs> so those people, they, they're dreamers. They're dreamers, they think big, and they do not accept word impossible. I'm pretty sure. I, don't, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't meet them yet in person. <laughs> but I'm sure they don't have word impossible in their vocabulary. Yeah. And they experiment. They experiment constantly on everything. Yeah, I agree. I agree. What should we what should we expect to see in 2021? If you tried to look at the uh crystal globe of uh of you know, seeing what we've seen through COVID so far, through 2020, through 2021. Um Perhaps the shit has not even started yet, right? We're in a recession. Um, some companies are innovating rapidly. Some are going in the direction of blockbuster. What do you think will be the major trends for the rest of 2021 going into 2022? Do you think it will be some of the same things? Um, cybersecurity, major focus, uh, DeFi, major focus. Is there something you want to add or emphasize? What should we expect to see? Uh, it's actually a really tough question. So I do see being that cybersecurity domain on a race big time. I do expect that we will hear really nightmare stories about cyber, about uh, companies dying. Yeah. I do expect to see a lot of um, case studies actually of those companies that that mm. in many in many cases people build case studies about good things oh we yeah. build this project let's build a case study about it good point i would say no i i'm interested to see the negative case studies like really deep case study about why this business didn't survive this recession. What happened historically over the course of five years before the COVID, what they did during the COVID, and why we suddenly see them uh, as part of the history and not as a real company anymore. And we can learn from these stories just like we learn from the good ones, right? Absolutely. So this is what I, so I do expect that it will come. I do expect that much more companies will die on on many different uh, sizes. I'm not talking about enterprises. I'm not like, I I, I do believe that many companies will die on actually all verticals, on all sizes. Yeah, I agree. Small and medium businesses probably will die faster. Because they, they are getting zero support from anyone. Like the, this stupid money that printed and uh, 
uh, handed to them, it's not, it, it's nothing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, in many cases, those small and uh, small and medium size companies, they even don't have line of credit from bank. They don't, they don't want them. Okay. Yeah. So they, they struggle the most. Big companies, uh, they, they do have support from banks. They do have a line of credits. They do have, in many cases, some financial uh, backup right. that they manage to build over the times. And if it's really big, huge companies, they're probably not going to die because government will step in and will help them. As we've seen it uh, happened in the last recession of 2007. Perhaps, perhaps their market share will shrink and perhaps they won't die now, but perhaps they'll die in 15 years because of some of the decisions that they made or did not make today, though. I, I, I think we even don't like I, I'm not operating in a time frame of uh, 15 years, 10 years. <laughs> uh, I try to dream about five years. At some point, and now I, I think about more than no more than three years, mm-hmm. because we live in a really crazy world that moves so fast. Yeah, and so many things that impossible to predict. So we just need to go with it and be agile. It's like when people go to the water, right, and um, like. Let's take a look, like historically, sailing boats, travelers, they didn't know from where wind will come, when the storm will start. Yeah. No, they didn't. They had some feelings that they learned some patterns, they, they, but it's something that nobody can predict. But they were practicing learning skills and they were going there with belief that their knowledge and experience will take them through. And some of them actually dead <laughs> during the storm and <laughs> never get to the shore. Mm-hmm. And some of them were really successful and did this over and over and over and over again. So I do expect that we will see big shift in, uh, in many approaches, I would say, uh, how companies operate, how companies work, how companies hire resources. I do see big shift in HR departments, mm. like all the concept of the HR, I do believe it's going to change. It's already changing drastically. Like uh, one of the last projects that we needed to do, it's actually... Uh, came to us through Malaysia, uh, from Malaysia. I'm uh, uh, lately, like uh, almost a year in Dubai. We do a lot of work in uh, North America. Mm-hmm. The next project is going to be in Africa. Mm-hmm. So, and it's not about just, oh, we get hired because we're good. It's about the concept that people started to think that Actually, we don't have borders anymore. And technology project can be delivered by experts from around the globe. What it means that the next step is going to be people going to be hired by companies in different countries, different locations, 
I do expect actually in the really nearest future, we will get to some sort of universal currency. <laughs> mm-hmm. And actually we will, we will see really interesting shift even in the uh, financial compensations that people get in, for their work, at least in the technology uh, spectrum. Yeah. Because back in the days, like five years ago, it was many cases where people considered moving the, some of their operations to different countries, to India, to Philippines, to Western Europe, because they believed that the, like, the labor there is cheaper, right? Yeah, if you're using that example, five, ten years ago, it was cheap to hire a good developer in Ukraine. It's not cheap anymore. Ukraine today more expensive than, than North America. <laughs> because you have access to talent. So the market is starting to starting to balance, right, globally. So it's going to be globally. So we will see quite a lot, okay? Quite a lot. Uh, we'll see big shift in general on everything. Yeah. Um, I see a lot of uh, companies from Israel coming to UAE right now. Mm-hmm. It's a huge shift. Yeah. So I do expect really interesting expertise migration and actually mix of expertise uh, from different parts of the globe. Mm-hmm. But not just in UAE. UAE just is just a, uh, uh, it's a, just a beginning. People will start adopting what UAE is doing because it has amazing outcomes positive outcomes so it will start kind of moving so end of 21 i do believe that we will start seeing a big new wave of things not during the 21 okay i do expect that uh, we will see quite a big shift uh beginning at the end of 21 beginning of uh, beginning of 22 yeah and, and, like, and, uh, and during 21, I do expect to see a lot of a lot of changes. More companies will die. Mm. I do expect a lot of nightmare stories that suddenly hackers will trigger the their time bomb. Mm-hmm. That actually right now is there. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll see that. Okay. And... Uh, and of course, it's going to be a, new, um, a lot, a lot of new things that, that will pop up to the market. Different offerings, different services, different products. So yeah. it will come. So big, will come. so big changes are coming. And uh, the last question I want to ask you, brother, is uh, the same question that I asked you at the end of the podcast six months ago. Let's see if your answer changes. You're allowed to keep the same answer. You're allowed to augment it too. So you say a lot of changes are coming. So I'll ask you what I asked you before. If you had a megaphone, Misha, what would be your advice to the enterprise? I would say dream. Keep dreaming and keep learning. This is probably what I would add. Mm. And, and even like 
why I say keep learning? Because things that we knew five years ago, now probably even irrelevant. Right. So we need to learn new, new things, new skills. We need to learn the new world. So we, we forced constantly to learn. So dream and learn. This is kind of what they say. Dream and learn. My Love opinion. it, brother. Awesome. Dream and learn. You can't beat that. 